Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com, and welcome to the second part of a two-part interview with retired Air Force Lieutenant General Harry Radeke. General Radeke co-chaired the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency, sponsored by the Washington Think Tank, the Center for Strategic and International Studies. In the first part of the interview, we discussed how the panel's findings, if adopted, would help secure federal government IT. As we continued our chat, we explored the balance between using new technologies with securing IT. You've been a longtime practitioner of managing IT and government at Defense Department. Recently, there's been some new technologies that have been restrained, flash drives, you know, even the use of Blackberries for the president and other key members. Is it your feeling that there are solutions to secure all these type of technologies and the government adopt these new technologies with proper assurances? Uh, yes, I of course, with with security comes the fact that uh, certain people won't be able to have access to the information. So it, it's a it's a real care, careful balance. We obviously want to share information more. We want to allow collaboration. We want to uh, to allow transparency in our actions. So there, you want to open up information to all who are authorized or you want to have see that information. So it's a, it's, a, it's a delicate balance between the securing information and making information available. And that's what makes the, the, uh, the job of the chief information officer and the chief security officer and the chief privacy officer so difficult, is to make sure that you have that proper balance between those things that you do not want to share with everyone and that you want to keep private and secure versus those things that make us more transparent as a society and allow us to perform our jobs more effectively and efficiently. Responsibility for information security within each agency and department is something that I don't think is formalized. If I recall, the commission did request or suggest that there's some kind of formalization of that within the agencies? Yes. You know, when you think about the Klinger-Cohen Act, uh, and more formally known as the Information Technology Management Reform Act of 1996, that act acquired federal activities to appoint uh, chief information officers and also required certain responsibilities for that chief information officer in information management and information assurance and information technology and acquisition and information security. And an important part of the act was that that federal CIO appointed in each agency was to report directly to the agency head. And if you take a look around various departments and agencies, that is not true today. In some cases, the uh, chief information officer reports directly to the agency head, but in other cases, the chief information officer is at a lower point in the organization. We recommended that that act, which was legislated 12 years ago now, be uh, carefully looked at again and, uh, and those standards be applied across our federal government. And I think there we will have a better standardization uh, and emphasis on the all-important areas that are involved with the chief information officer's job. How about the idea of requiring a chief information security officer for each agency, and if so, who should that person report to? The, the information security, I believe, in, in many organizations is a sub-element of the, of the chief information officer because information officer would have the responsibility for information management, information security, the uh, uh, purchasing equipment, in other words, building the infrastructure, 
would be responsible for training the individuals. And so the, the chief information security officer would be all-important component of the chief information officer's responsibilities. And of course, then looking at the the, the Klinger-Cohen Act of 1996 with the chief information officer reporting directly to the agency head, that sort of implies that chief information security officer would work for the chief information officer. You know, one of the things you talked about is the chief information officer's responsibility is, is in purchasing. And I believe the commission report just that the federal government can use its financial muscle to improve cybersecurity. How hard would it be to do that? think that we really can use our financial muscle. Well, we suggested that our National Office of Cyberspace and the Federal CIO Council, working with industry, could implement security guidelines for IT product uh, procurement. And in that way, we would develop and incorporate standard security guidelines, setting spec specifications into, into government-wide contracting strategies. In implementing these guidelines and standards through appropriate policy standards organizations, I think we could actually improve our acquisition uh, rules and, in, in effect, improve our overall cybersecurity. What questions should I have asked you when I didn't? <laughs> well... That, that's that's a, that's actually a very good question. Maybe how I see the Cybersecurity Commission report being accepted today, and maybe the the future of the Cybersecurity Commission. Right now, we have actually gotten a very good feedback from what we have accomplished with our Cybersecurity Commission report. Whenever you serve on a commission, you don't know how your findings are going to be judged, but we seem to be getting very good feedback from those people who are working on these things on a daily basis. So that has been very uh, encouraging. I also take a look at the areas of President Obama's technology plan uh, goals and all that, that uh, he has been putting forth. And, and it seems like a number of the things that our commission report recommended fitting with the way President Obama sees the, the new administration moving in the future. And I would also note that it appears that our Cybersecurity Commission, because of the popularity of our, of our report and vital nature of uh, the tasks that we've taken on, we find that our commission may be uh, moving into a phase two. In other words, we'll hold the members together because there's a number of areas that we've already identified that perhaps we can have a positive impact on uh, helping the organizations and, and the uh, new administration with some of the things that we've recommended and some of the things yet to be studied and proved upon. So I see a, a continuance, the fact that we could build a national community of experts to engage in a number of new areas for the study. Of course, with our goal being to fulfill the vision that we have of our commission to secure cyberspace. While adhering to the to the bipartisan and independent principles uh, guided our report, in in those areas, we hope that commission moving into a phase two can uh, continue to be uh, helpful. Now, you mentioned that there were a number of areas where you identified that you could have a positive impact in helping. Uh, what are some of those areas? Some of our, our recommendations already seem to be be recognized. For example, the cyberspace advisor to the president, I, I believe, is being looked at. Uh, we've been reading about that in the news, and then with the fact that Melissa Hathaway 
has been initially appointed to conduct this special cyber security survey and assessment of where where we stand. That, uh, I think, very encouraging to us on the commission that this was something that we, we felt needed to be uh, done at least to the minimum to assess where we are and the fact that we would have an advisor that would be working directly for uh, for the president and advising the president. I think some of the other areas that I'm, I'm feeling encouraged about is a, a new level of, of the administration uh, and government in, in whole uh, partnering with the private sector uh, more. And of course, we advised creating three new groups of activities that would be involved with the cyber security discussions and uh, where we could build public-private trust. It's all about who do you trust in this business, and it's very important that we build a strong trust between the private and the public sector of our government. And I believe that can be improved upon, and I'm hearing good vibrations that that was a key element of our report and something that needs to be acted upon in, in a positive fashion. We're getting good response thus far back in those areas. I think another area of our report is the education awareness piece, and we're already seeing early in this administration the fact that cyberspace and cybersecurity are being discussed, uh, talked about, and emphasized more and more. So that's another one of the areas that we feel very encouraged uh, that our that our report uh, has brought a national level attention to this to this critical area. Anything else you'd like to add? We certainly are involved in a in an era now of uh, what we would probably refer to as economic espionage. We have daily loss and damage that's going on in the area of cyberspace. Literally, there's truckloads of intellectual property that has cost the American taxpayer uh, and American businesses trillions of dollars to create. I think if we all saw a truck pulled out next to our office buildings and our homes on a daily basis loading documents from our safes and from our financial files, uh, we would be very, very concerned. But in effect, that's what's happening in the world of cyberspace, and we definitely need to put a stop to that and create the better controls for securing our nation and securing our future. Thank you very much, General. appreciate the time you spent, and I hope we can talk again. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Eric. That's retired Air Force Lieutenant General Harry Radege, co-chair of the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening.